It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bear Boat Alaska, a pure DIY hunting game with one of their 37-foot adventure yachts. You and five of your friends can hunt, fish, set crab pots, shrimp pots, and take DIY to the next level. Bear Boat Alaska is locally owned by a Ketchikan resident who lives here year-round. Call Larry at 907-617-4542 or go to bearboatalaska.com. That's B-A-R-E boatalaska.com and tell Larry you heard about it on this podcast. Brandon Fifield, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me back in, Jeff. It's always uh, it's always fun uh, shooting shooting the stuff with you, man. Yeah, uh, I wanted to start off with something that I wasn't sure that you would bring up because uh, you're not the type of dude to necessarily toot your own horn. But uh, the sheep hunt in Alaska is is that's up there. That's one of the top one or two hunts probably yeah. that people are looking forward to. And on yours, it was somewhat delayed because you had to help someone out. Um, yeah. And we've we've yeah. texted back and forth a little bit about there's yeah. really no question in those moments what you do. Um, oh, for sure. So yeah. so why don't you tell a little bit about uh, the the how your your sheep hunt started and how it got a little derailed? Yeah, yeah. Well, so for for this year it was a little bit different. Um, you know, I usually carve out like that seven to ten day you know, annual hunt for this. And so, uh, this year I, I, you know, don't have all the time in the world as far as PTO and all that stuff at work. So I have a, a Fognac, uh, antlerless elk tag. And so I'm, I'm booked to go to Kodiak in October. So I have to spread my time out. Well, that being the case, uh, I can only fit in like a four or five day kind of short sheep hunt. So I've been working with a buddy of mine who has never sheep hunted before. And, uh, he was really excited to go and we moose hunt together. So we're, we're, we, you know, we hunt, but, uh, so I was like, okay, cool, man. I know a spot's not too, too far out of town. You know, we can get in there relatively easy. And I've been, you know, been going back and scouting it and watching a, a group of Rams on a, in an area. And, and I thought, well, maybe one of them's, you know, we get lucky. One of them's legal. So I said, let's go try it out. We have little time. We can, we can make this happen. So. Uh, we're we're sitting there on it was on a tuesday night (laughs) recording a podcast uh me and daniel in the studio doing our thing and i get a text from my buddy chad who uh is the guy that took me out last year uh into that uh area in the talkitnas and and uh we got a ramp excuse me got a ramp and he was going with another guy same area he says hey man are you sure you don't want to come out here uh I, uh, I'm dead in the water. I blew a ball joint out in my side-by-side and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Uh, all right, well, what's, what's the plan, you know? And he's like, well, I'm, you know, so-and-so miles in and this is where I'm at. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not in the inaccessible area that I would be uncomfortable going to with my own machine. Um, you know, he's got a four seat 1000 razor. That's just totally modded and tricked out. He can, he can get in some really nasty stuff that, 
I wouldn't be comfortable with in my side by side. That's not nearly as, you know, built, uh, to do what his is able to do. So luckily he was, you know, this side of that nasty stuff that I was able to get in, uh, to him. So I, I, this is the night before I leave. I'm like, Oh man. So I got to call my buddy, Eric. And I'm like, look, man, I was like, Chad called me. He's already called two other guys. They can't get, they can't get to him. And, you know, he's asking me if I can come in and bail him out. And I said, uh, I think we can get in and get out and still go to our area, but we're going to lose a day, maybe day and a half. Is you cool with that? You still want to go? And he's like, hell yeah, man. He's like, we can't leave a guy stranded. And I said, well, that's exactly how I feel. I'm not, you know, this dude's done a lot for me. He would, he would come rescue me any place, anytime. Um, and I know he would return the favor. So I said, all right, well, I guess we're altering the whole hunt. We're going to go, we're going to go bail this dude out. So we ended up, uh, so we ended up leaving the same day while I was a little bit late getting out of town. So I didn't get on the trail till like 8 PM. And I didn't realize until he hit me where, with where he was at. And he was like at least a three hour ride in. And I'm like, Oh, sh- okay. Nice. This is going to be interesting. Well, it's been raining like hell. Uh, the rivers are high. The mud holes were deep. So it was an interesting ride in. I get about a, get about a mile and a half from him. It's now pitch black and I blow a sidewall out on my, t- on the tire of my machine. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Comes off the rim. I mean, the full, like out of commission. I don't have a spare. I have tire plugs and tools and stuff. So I'm like, crap. So about an hour and a half, we, we get the thing up in the air and miraculously enough with five sidewall plugs, we get the things beaded back on my new air compressor that I, my little air pump that I bought was, I call it mini Hercules. The thing just like had a ju- just enough power to like get enough air pressure to get that tire to reseat on the bead. And, uh, you know, finally getting to him at like one o'clock in the morning, uh, finally. And so, uh, kind of rewinding back on that, his buddy, uh, Jeremy was able to put together a nice snap on tool bag that had the ball joint, all the, the, the bearings, all the tools that he needed, torch, hammer, everything, just all the specific stuff he needed to do the ball joint. So we get in there, get to him that night. It was cool. He had a fire going. Uh, we had, you know, I brought some beers in, so we were able to have a few beers and kind of, you know, hang out there for a little bit. And uh, the next morning, like, he let us crash in his tent, which was cool. We didn't have to set up a tent in the dark and the rain and all that. So we, we set up a, uh, you know, camped with him that night, got his ball joint replaced, kind of back in the trail. And then, and he's like, well, he's like, D, I'm going to run in up into this area of the valley, man. Why don't you guys just stay and hunt this area? And I'm like, you know what? I think that's probably for the best because it's a gnarly ride out. Then we got to load back up and go back up the road and go into another area. And I'm like, man, we're gonna, it's just going to be so much, you know, especially after what we've all gone through at this point. And so, yeah, we ended up just uh, going up in the valley a little bit uh, short of where he was going. He went in like another, I don't know, four or five miles f- further in. So we were completely in separate areas. Uh, and he had spotted five rams uh, in a bowl that we could access from where we were at. So uh, we rode up in there, set up camp, and then uh, we went up into a bowl and found the five rams. So we were super excited about that glass them up i think i sent you some pictures didn't i jeff yeah and the video of them yeah and uh yeah so we get all excited we we, we decide we're gonna hike up there that day we find them 
we're like, it's getting a little late. So we're like, all right, well, let's come back in the morning. They're not going to leave. They're, they're, they're clearly hanging out in this bowl and uh, we'll come back up tomorrow and see if we can get a, a better look. Uh, at the one, there were, there were five total. One was like really close. The other four were definitely not legal, but the one was worth, you know, getting a closer look at. We were about a thousand yards. We wanted to get maybe 500 yards away and really get the scope on him. He wasn't full curl, but we were thinking maybe he might have rings and we were just figuring to get closer. Have you been on it one of those hunts where it. you've, where you've hunt, where you've, you've counted rings and shot rather than uh, go full curl? Yeah. The first sheep that I took uh, up in the brooks with Daniel, we found two uh, bachelors together and he, his was full curl and mine was, Nine for sure. I was hoping he was 10 because we could, but there was a false annual there. Okay. Um, and, and for folks that may not be familiar with what that means is that, you know, there's a, 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 a ring basically as the horn grows every year on a ram, you can identify these dark, like bold, dark rings on, on their horn from the base of their head all the way to their birth tip where, it, you know, it ends uh, at, the, at the curl. And what will happen a lot of times with rams is their, their, their curl isn't tight. Their, their horn grows outward. So it takes longer for that curl to, to get to a full curl. In this case, the ram I took, he was nine. I counted nine rings. Daniel counted nine rings. And I, and I shot him. And I got a little bit of grief from the fishing game, guys. I'm not going to lie. They thought, you know, guy shooting his first ram ever and you're counting <laughs> rings. They were kind of questioning that and and I don't blame them because you know, I guess if you've got five or six rams on your wall in twenty year career doing it, or a guide or something like that, you probably you, you know can be a little bit more uh, certified uh, and less questionable uh, for than a guy doing it for his first time. But I mean, we got 300, 350 yards, the closest yeah. on them. Uh, we, we couldn't shoot them at the time when I got that close they were across this crazy ravine and we wouldn't be able to get to them if we shot him so we were hoping he would get into a better spot the next day which is what they did and we ended up shooting them from like 350 yards i think eventually is what we did on that trip but anyway um yeah so to answer your question i mean it's not suggested but it's legal at eight years old right mm-hmm. so uh this one we we were able to at least see six from a thousand yards away with a we had a nice Swarovski scope uh, 68 mil that we, we took in with us there. And, uh, I thought, well, we'll just get a little closer the next day and see if we can't, you know, get this guy to age, but I doubt he's legal, but you know, it's worth, you know, we'll just still watch them. And if anything, it's just fun to watch sheep and pattern them, see what they do, watch them get up and what time they bed and feed and just, you know, just watch them and learn. It just, it just makes you a better hunter, more educated on, on sheep hunting, you know, just anytime you get a chance to watch them. So it wasn't an hour later, these four big ass bull caribou crest the, the, the skyline of the, of the bull. And we're like, Holy smokes. Those are some nice big caribou. We're watching them. And I was like, man, they better not come down here and blow those sheep out. And what did they do? They come (laughs) meandering down the damn ridge, walk right in that bowl and blow those rams out of there. Done. Nice. Done. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, we go up the next day, go back up to the bowl, hoping they would come back. We hung out there for a night, spiked out. Eric had never done that before, uh, so it was fun to put up the TP and backpack in and do the whole thing and go through the the, the process. And uh, we ended up just having a beautiful, you know, evening there. 
uh, we did hike a beer up. So we had, got to have a beer, watch a beautiful sunset. Woke up early, caught a beautiful sunrise, hunted it again, you know, walked around, basically turned over every rock we could find to see if we could find a sheep under one and no go. So we, we struck out, but we had a hell of a trip, bailed a buddy out. They ended up getting a ram. Nice. So that was that was cool. They 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 ended up getting a full curl up out of there, and uh, you know it was uh, it wasn't what we planned to do, but I feel like it was meant to be. That you know, it it, it all it all worked out. You yeah. know, I got I helped a buddy learn and got him into the game. Uh, you know, bailed a buddy out with a breakdown and got him you know back in and out safely so he could get back to his family and his wife and. Um, you know, we didn't get a sheep, but that's okay. We saw some, had a great adventure, a great, you know, time. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And, and I, sheep or not, I love the, I just love going through the process and it was a success in my mind. Yeah. There's some hunts in Alaska where it's a matter of, I don't want to say whack them and stack them. That's kind of the, the mentality. You know, I have four, yeah. uh, blacktail tags down here. And so if I don't, you know, get one on the first day, that's fine. Or you know, I'm three or four, five trips in, haven't got one yet. It's it's no big deal because there's still plenty of time. Sheep yep. hunt seems like it's, I don't know of many people who get more than one hunt per year. So yeah. your mindset going in, is it, okay, this is it. It has to, it has to happen. Or because of all of the variables, are you like, hey, this is when we're going to try to get after it. But getting there is takes a lot. Finding something takes a ton. Whether or not you can get to them is another variable. Mm -hmm. And then if they're big enough. So based on all those complications, what is your mindset for a sheep hunt compared to uh, maybe when you head south for for blacktail or even moose? Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, most of the time it is just that, Jeff. You got one shot. And bad weather, good weather, you're just going to go for it. I mean, you, 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 you buy all the great gear, the Kuyu, Sitka, Stone Glacier, rain gear, you know, you get all that stuff for a reason. It's, it's from the condition. So you're, and my mindset is no matter what it is, whatever it takes, I'm going, going to weather the storm, you know, and uh, the mentality and expectation is always, we're probably not going to get a sheep. That's my mentality. Mm. Uh, am I enthusiastic and excited? And, you know, am I prepared and ready? And do I want one? Hell yeah. <laughs> but honestly, man, it's all the things you just listed is just or major complications or variables, factors. But there's so much that goes into and then just pure luck, man. Yeah. And you just got to be lucky. And my motto is, you know, the that luck, luck favors the prepared. Yeah. Right. And so. Yeah, the mindset is I'm going anyway. Now, I do have a little tiny little window. I got another three day chunk where I can maybe go back into my original area and see if I can't go. Uh, I, you know, put some eyes on those sheep. So I, I still kind of have that in my back pocket. My wife doesn't know about this yet, <laughs> um, and hopefully she won't listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll tell her to skip that one. But uh, anyway, she uh, she'll be cool with it. But. Um, yeah, so I still have a little window. So it's kind of unique. And I have another buddy, uh, my buddy Chad, the one that went in with uh, Gabe, and, and they went and got the sheep. He actually has his official 10-day hunt planned. Uh, where they do a fly-out and do their, with, his, with his buddy Nate. So he's pretty lucky. He's got a lot of time. He owns his own business. He's actually doing two sheep hunts. Nice. So he's, he's a guy that's kind of 
curbing that narrative, I guess, you know, where you have that one time to go, like most of us do. He's actually lucky enough to get to go multiple times. But, yeah, man, you're going for it no matter what, Jeff. That's how yeah. it goes. There's a subtle mindset thing, too, when you said that uh, you're – you are expecting, or not expecting, but you're thinking that the likelihood of not getting of getting a sheep is very, very low, and so that's kind of what the expectation is. But that doesn't yep. mean you shortchange it. We, when uh, I was up on the Hall Road doing the caribou hunt, with my buddy Ryan, we were talking yep. to some dude from Kansas, and he was just from talking with him for a minute or two, you could get the impression already that he had talked himself out of success. He said he brought his rifle and he was going to hike past the five miles, but. He, he was already he was already going home without anything, and it was yep. you know he was two days into the hunt or one day into the hunt, and he already had this idea. He he probably told his friends he was going up to the caribou hunt, and as soon as he saw that there weren't herds moving right next to camp, or they couldn't glass something five miles away that he could hike to and and get one for mm-hmm. sure, he in his head it was already done and just everything he said had that sort of it's not going to happen 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 and like oh yeah he's not going to make it happen yeah he but you can go back and you can have this badass story of oh yeah i went to the hall road the weather didn't cooperate the caribou weren't around like you can make yourself sound really really good even though in your mind the reality is that Mm -hmm. you actually really didn't do much you got there and you gave a half-assed effort you cheated the experience uh, and you didn't yeah. come away with anything, but that I think that realistic idea of expectation is important. Otherwise, you don't. Yeah. You'll get too low, or you'll get too high, or you'll get desperate yeah. and start making bad decisions. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens, man. And it's and you know the the hunting in general is just so physical. You know whether it's you know sheep hunt or you know even you talk about doing the 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 Sitka blacktail stuff down there, you're, you're climbing up and down, you know, from sea level to a thousand feet, you know, you're, you're doing, you're going through it, but it's, it's mental. It's so mentally draining, um, you know, and, and it's, it's easy to let the despair bleed into your mind and, and start to making you think that maybe this experience isn't what it, you thought it was going to be, but you got to get around. You got to beat that. I mean, the despair is hard to defeat, uh, but um, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to shortchange the experience. I mean, if you don't get something, that's okay, man. As long as you gave it the effort, you're prepared, you know, you got in and out of there safely. You didn't get hurt. You didn't break anything. I mean, ultimately you get back to your family. It's success anyway, man. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just, it, 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 any of these guys that go in and, and then they come back and they're upset that they didn't get something and then they take something away from the experience, they're really they're really making a huge mistake um, because there's a lot to enjoy in a hunting trip um, that's, you know, the harvest is just the cherry on top. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the, the cake is, you know, the body of it all is like, is all what the hunting experience is. And then, yeah, if you kill something, that's great, man. But you should never, ever, ever, go into a hunt expecting that you're going to come home with, with a bagged animal, man. Yeah. It's just, you never, never do that. I've done, uh, on the first, uh, mule deer hunt down in, uh, Wyoming with my wife, I just mm-hmm. wanted one chance. And so I had it in my yep. head going in, I was like, I just want one chance. I just want one chance and I'm probably not going to get more than one chance. And so when yep. we didn't see anything for the first two days and finally saw something, 
Um, and it was a long way away. We were actually way back <laughs> into this, this square of public land and it was back near the road. So we made all that way through the, you know, it's, you're pretty open there. There's not a whole yeah. lot of stuff to, to hide behind. There's, there's hills and stuff, but there's not a lot of, uh, so there's texture, but not, uh, growth or anything, uh, trees, yeah. things like that you can hide behind. No, no foliage or anything. Yeah. So when I got there and I missed the shot and I thought that was it. And I put so much pressure on just get mm. one chance or you're only going to get one chance that yeah. mentally it, it kind of broke me for a second. And I was pissed because I, I put everything into that moment and I worked my ass yep. off. We worked our asses off and we only had one chance and I screwed it up. But then we had a couple more days left, you know, and yep. I, I, yep. I had, I had wrongly assumed that I would only get one chance. And so we rechecked into the game and then we ended up both shooting uh mule deer within a mile of each other on the same day which was awesome and that's just that if if you you check out mentally either right when you get there and think it's not going to happen or you ruin the one chance and you think well that that's over or it's over that Mm -hmm. was the one chance i was going to get both those mental things could be really really damaging you got to you got to hammer through it hunt the whole thing don't cheat the experience so at least you're hunting on your own terms like you did everything you could it didn't work out no regrets yeah. Time to go. Yeah. You nailed it, dude. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. You, I'm sure you probably lost sleep that night. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's tough, especially if you had pictures on your phone, on your phone scope and you have video or something, you sitting there leaning your bag, scrolling, looking at it. It's like, what did I do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but no, you, you did, you did well, man. You got through that mental, that battle and uh, you know, you, you, you freaking tie your boots up tight again and, and get after it. You still yeah. got time. You never, that's the thing about a hunt, man. You could get something the first day, the fifth day, third day, whatever. If you got 10 days, you've got a chance for 10 yeah. days. Yeah. You got to take every single day you can, every morning, every night, whatever it is you're hunting, and know that it's all it takes is just the right time, the right circumstance. And again, every once in a while, the luck pops in. And like you said, two, two mule deer within a mile of each other. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you didn't think that was going to happen, right? Heck no. I mean, so. Heck no. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That is mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. 
That's amazing, man. Yeah. And real quick question, Jeff. How'd you guys do on your haul road hunt? I never did. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it's so different up there. I knew it was going to be desolate. I knew it was going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then driving up was every bit as like beautiful and long as, as we, as, as we expected. Uh, we got, haul, we got into haul. Fairbanks and we drove out the road for a couple hours just to kind of get things started. We thought we were going to get to the Yukon river. That was kind of our goal that night, but we didn't get into Fairbanks until I think nine and then hit, hit up Fred Myers and, so, um, and it was raining. So as we were getting our stuff out of Fred Meyer, just got a little bit wet and just pulled off to the side of the road a couple hours into it and just slipped on the side, uh, went out to take a leak and just mosquitoes everywhere. It was just horrible. So you oh, sleep in, bad, yeah. in the truck for, you know, four hours and then we, uh, kept driving. Uh, but I was surprised at how many people were up there. You know, the hall road is definitely yep. a, a, a hunt that's, that's out. People have made a lot of content about oh, yeah. that. It's a great option for people. Um, mm-hmm. so between the people who were like the truckers on the hall road between mm-hmm. the non-truckers who were just doing science stuff up there, um, the people yep. who just want to drive the road to get to the yep. end of the Dalton highway and then the hunters, it was, it was pretty crowded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Popular time of year. And that was, uh, earlier this month though. It was, right? uh, yeah, the very beginning of, uh, very beginning of August. So, okay. Okay. Um, and Things hadn't uh, really congealed as far as herds go, so we, you know, we mm-hmm. weren't looking at at any groups. We were just a couple of singles here and there. A lot, of, um, and so it was kind of frustrating at first. We thought, well, we just got to walk past that five mile barrier, and you know, do the work. And so we went out to that five mile barrier, and we didn't see anything the whole time. And we were planning on camping. Mm-hmm. I thought we can't camp out here. We're not seeing Jack, so we're just going to yeah. waste a day out here in the tundra. We're stinking, soaking wet. It's thirty nine degrees. So we hiked all the way back to the truck and we dried our stuff out, kind of recalibrated. And we went to the foot where the foothills start. We got out of that really flat tundra stuff um, mm-hmm. and camped. You know, there was some other people around, but then we just kind of did the road program, which we didn't want to do. We didn't want to, we wanted to yeah. work for it. You know, we didn't want to just drive yep. around until we see something and then get out and try to make a stock. But that's what we ended up doing. Uh, we both ended yeah. up getting one, which was, which was awesome. Oh, know? right on. Congrats. So uh, mine was a pretty small, but I wasn't going to pass it up. You know, so no, no, uh, you went all that way, man. You, you yeah. got an opportunity, uh, put some meat in the freezer too, yeah. man. Uh, don't, don't pass it up. There were a couple yeah. of times during the, during that hunt, I was thinking back to that mule deer hunt and how mm. pissed off I was that we, that, that I ruined that. I missed that shot. And then that night, yeah. you know, I was just ridiculing myself. And then after I ended up shooting that uh, nice four point mule deer, I was almost embarrassed by like the tantrum that I threw after missing that buck. <laughs> and so that, that kind of keeps coming back to me. It's like, man, you totally don't deserve this nicer mule deer. Cause you were whining and you <laughs> threw a little tantrum because you've missed. And so after, you know, we're not seeing caribou and my buddy Ryan actually went to stock one and then two other people went to stock it. And one guy got to like 20 yards. I don't know how he didn't get a shot, but there was like a little bit of mound or a little something in the way. And so that the the caribou ended up kind of spooking toward me, and so I went from just watching it through the spotter to oh my gosh I got to get ready. So the oh. thing's kind of coming up the mound toward me. I can see its rack, so I'm I'm kind of making a move, and then it stands broadside at 60 yards. But I'm like, dude, I think Ryan is right down there. So I'm half expecting right. an arrow to come up at me from Ryan. I don't want to shoot one because if I get a pass through, maybe the arrow is going right down to Ryan. Yeah, the, right. The, the guy who risky. spooked it 
is just sitting over there watching this all happen, thinking that I'm going to shoot his bull, which wasn't his bull. It was actually going to be Ryan's bull, and then his other buddies <laughs> over there watching the whole thing too. So it was, there was there was four of us going after this one caribou, and it got away. We're just like, this is this is psycho. Uh, so yeah. Um, but again, you know, staying in the game was was so big. Hey, we got more days. Yep. We're going to get a chance. It's fine. Let's let's just still enjoy the experience because it's so beautiful up there. People yep. come all the way just to drive it. So the fact that we yep. get to try and hunt it, uh, the weather warmed up, which was nice, but it brought the bugs out. Um, but you know, I, I still get frustrated. Everyone gets frustrated, and oh, yeah. but just got to you yeah. got to keep from getting too too high, too low, uh, yeah. and just yeah, stay focused, stay place. with it, yeah, and really enjoy it. Because the last thing you want to do is look back at a hunt and say, "Yeah, I was it was okay for the first day, and then I was just." A, I was whining and complaining for the rest of the whole time because I, I didn't get the deer or I didn't get the caribou on the first try. And so I ruined yeah. the rest of the hunt, you know, just staying with it is, is so big. Yeah, that's great, man. I, I love that story. And I, I, I appreciate your, your honesty and, you know, saying stuff like I threw a tantrum. I mean, we've all been there. And, yeah. and, and I think it's just like what we were saying. I think we were exchanging some texts the other night, man, when you're just so damn passionate, about it and loving it so much it's it's that's why you get so frustrated that's why you get so angry that's why you threw a tantrum because you invest so much blood sweat tears money time into it man because you love it so much you love it so much so yeah it's the highs and lows are pretty extreme emotionally. <laughs> yeah, I, I like calling it a tantrum too because it it doesn't it doesn't sound good at all. I don't want to sound like I'm entitled to being frustrated. Like everyone's entitled to being frustrated, but then if you yeah. validate your reaction and it's a little bit much, you're not trying to hide it. Like, okay, drama guy, like what are you doing? Yeah. Like, like, stop yep. it. Everyone gets frustrated. Like people strike out in the MLB and they get they get pissed off. But by the time they're back to the dugout, you know it's it's good. You know you break your bat if you're Bo Jackson. Yep. But by yep. the time you're back, okay, that's over. I was frustrated. Now it's over. Next pitch, next play, next whatever. And you got to get out of that. Yep. I think if move on, if move you on. stay in that down period too long, you're just going to ruin the rest of the hunt. And no one wants to hunt with you, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I've had to kind of mature over the years with that. I, I'm pretty, I run pretty high on the emotional side. I'm a very emotional person. Everybody that's close to me knows that I wear my heart on my sleeve, both for just my love and passion for my friends and family frustrations. You know, I get mad at you, you know it. And uh, I've had a lot of growth in the last like 15 years. Uh, just obviously you get older, you mature, you get a little wiser but I've had to real. I've really had to reel back the negative emotional side of handling things on hunting trips or just even just camping trips with the family. It's just you know, you, it's just a lot of stuff going on. Sometimes you get pissed, and I had to really re- reel that in uh, these last few years and learn like, man, you're just doing yourself a disservice and your partners around you getting pissed off and throwing a tantrum and 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 bringing down their experience, you know, yeah. and it's like. I finally started to kind of look at myself in the mirror, like knock that shit off, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> you, you, you want to have your own thing going on. Don't, don't ruin it for everybody else. You yeah. know? And so I, I still have my moments, but I have definitely learned a lot and matured and, and reeling that in and, and, and being better about that. But man, sometimes it gets the best of us. Yeah. And I was hunting with my wife too. <laughs> so like the last, not on the, not on the caribou <laughs> hunt, but on the mule deer hunt, I thought, man, I, 
this is also a very poor strategy because if I'm the Hulk around her, uh, she's not going to want to hunt with me. And yeah, uh, so this is <laughs> it was not uh, not smart uh, at all. Um, I think there's like like four elements of a hunt. It's like the hike or however you get there. There's yep. the camping part. There's the company part, mm-hmm. and then there's the result. Obviously, the result is what you know we're more emotionally tied to. But I think if you if yeah. you look at it as the different pieces, then. I think that that really benefits uh, everything. So if the if the hike and the it's brutal yet you get there, so you feel like you challenge yourself and you max that thing out. If the camp is good, it's got what you need. Even if it is rainy, yep. you got what you need. You feel prepared. You feel safe. Um, the people that you're with are awesome. Like right there, if you're maxing those three things out, you're you're at seventy five out of seventy five. And so if you end up not getting anything, you know it's still like a B. You know, like oh, yeah. you still have such yep. a great experience, or maybe you make a stock, but it doesn't work out. You know, you're that's still an amazing experience. If you're all, yeah. if you put everything into the last part, the result, then you're just setting yeah. yourself up. And then once in a while, you get the cherry on top. Yeah, I mean yeah. that it's exactly that. In fact, like this year for moose hunt, right? We're going next. We're leaving here next Thursday for a moose hunt. Uh, you know, we we kind of do like a batting order with, with our with our. Uh, opportunities right so like i got a moose last year right i was up to bat so i got a moose and now you know four of or four of us are five of us are going in this this trip we have uh, my, my buddy's 14 year old boys joining us and uh and i'm I, i'm literally taking a back seat and have zero intentions of taking an animal on this moose hunt the other guys are up to bat we don't need four moose you know what i mean you know and so i my mental preparation is i am going to cook have coffee ready every morning you know serve up cold beers and and just kind of roost around and cut firewood and and call and rake and glass and and i'm going to do my part and i'm totally good with it like i'm i'm prepared that i'm not taking anything myself i'm want to see the other guys have success uh have an opportunity and my time will come i'll get my chance again but uh and it's actually awesome there's like no pressure yeah no pressure at all i'm like man this is like the most relaxing preparation for a moose hunt that i've had in a long time outside of all the crazy kind of chaos of preparation that's been going on the last week um there's that but as far as like going in i'm just gonna go in and hang out and have a good time with my guys man i'm, yeah. I'm super excited about that yeah that's such a fun element of the hunt is just being the packer you know like you said there's no oh, pressure yeah. but you're still just as engaged like everything you get to do every single thing except for pull the trigger or yep. release the arrow. I mean, it's just as yeah. it's just as great. But it's it's amazing how many people aren't really into that. My my buddy Ryan has a story about a uh, they went up uh, blacktail deer hunting and his his buddy shot one and um you know Ryan helped him pack it and then they were back at camp and uh, he woke up early the next morning and the guy was like yeah I'm, I'm good you go ahead just like oh man like ryan helped the guy out helped him pack the deer out yeah, so he next, just checks out <laughs> yeah the the un the unwritten rule is like all right i you helped uh, i helped you now you help me let's let's get after it. but yeah he just he just stayed in the tent and and slept in and i thought man the audacity i like i i, I can't imagine doing that the balls on that guy to just say no nah, i'm good yeah yeah what the hell well that's just and, and sometimes you don't know that about a hunting partner and tell those moments and then you're like okay well i know who i'm not gonna invite on yeah. a hunt next year yeah for sure <laughs> you know and it doesn't make them bad dudes they just 
you know, they don't, they don't know the etiquette. They didn't know, you know, the, that that's, that's kind of the unwritten rule, man. Like it, it's a team effort. And that's the thing about sheep hunt, caribou hunt, moose hunt. It is, you know, it is everybody's vested and everybody has success in it. Even if just one guy gets to shoot something, it's, 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 it's a group, it's a group effort and it has to be mutual. Yeah. How does, I, I know moose hunting is notorious for being super secretive. I know people are very secretive about uh, sheep uh, yeah. spots too. But yeah. it, it seems like a lot of people go to very, very specific spots for moose, whereas sheep, it's kind of, well, maybe try this spot this time. How does yep. revealing your spot or getting your group together differ uh, between a sheep hunt and a, and a and a moose hunt? That's a good question. Um, well, you know, I... One thing is, is it's a totally different group of guys. So like, you know, Daniel's one of my sheep hunting partners. Uh, we, we've gone out on several hunts together and had different guys come in with us. So, but we're pretty much, that's my sheep hunting team, I guess. And then I've got my moose hunting crew, which is just a separate group of guys. And, and we found our spot like 11 years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not top secret it there's a lot of other hunters that are in the area but um and we got a lot of grief from some of the hunters in the area there because they kind of felt like we we're stepping on their toes because we're from anchorage and it was mm. like oh well, just because you're from anchorage oh, you're, you're a big city backyard. yeah you're an enemy yeah and i'm like look man i i put in the effort and bought all the equipment and have all the stuff to get out here i'm just as much you know welcome you know in this public land yeah <laughs> to come hunt uh as you are and i'm not gonna step on your toes or shoot a bull from under you so don't worry about that we're gonna be camped 20 miles away from you so you know we, we we ironed out some of that stuff and now those guys we swap you know parts and tools and you know i leave gas in the boat and tools and i tell those guys hey if you need fuel you need tools you need anything it's in my boat you go for it you know what i mean i want to nice. make sure they get out too, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. And so, uh, but yeah, it, this, this, so the sheep hunt thing is like, it's so much different, right? Because the, the food and all the stuff you're getting ready is so much different from moose camp. Moose camp is like coolers of beer, steaks, you know, pre-made <laughs> spaghetti. And I mean, we eat, we eat so good. And, and so it's funny now we've got a text thread going with the group and we're, we're actually doing like, okay, I've got three dinners. Okay, I've got a dinner. Okay, i got two breakfasts. Okay, I've got this much beer. And okay, I'm bringing this water. I'm bringing the, you know. So each guy has almost his, like, his responsibility for his meals. And, you know, he's going to bring snacks. And okay, I'm bringing this much beer. You're bringing this much beer. So we've got a nice group communication. Uh, and it's it's gotten better over the years. So now we kind of know what this guy's going to bring and what that guy's going to bring. So we're not bringing extra stuff. Um, you know, the sheep hunts, like everybody's individual stuff's just going in a backpack, right? This is like a huge community shared type, uh, activity. So it's way different in terms of the preparation. I, I don't know if I really answered your question clearly there, but it, <laughs> it, it, it is way different. It's, it's, it's more of a community preparation. Uh, and, and then of course our logistics are a lot, man. We got to drive a long way, um, you know. We're, we're going up and down a river, you know, we're going to go way, way deep in there. In fact, I was just telling a guy last night about the logistics and I started thinking, like, God damn, man, we sure, well, I don't know, we, we could definitely hunt moose way closer to home <laughs> <laughs> and not have to go through all this. And we 
but we bought all the equipment and got ourselves set up. We've had a lot of success and, um, you know, we just, we love our, our camp. We leave a bunch of stuff up there now. Uh, and, uh, it's really just a place we all look forward to going to really kind of like a vacation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the other side of it too. The sheep hunt's such a mission where you're going to backpack around and you're going to almost kind of put yourself in miserable circumstances. Right. Whereas the moose is like, man, we're going to hang out and sit on a camp chair with a set of binoculars and a cold beer you know what i mean so it's like the mental side of you know getting ready for it is like we're really kind of just going on like a a dude's trip to go hang out and drink beer and look for moose man it's like (laughs) it's pretty chill yeah (laughs) so that was the cool thing about the having the rental on that hall road was that we could come back to the truck every time we were prepared to go out there and we had you know meals set up so in case we if we just need to walk then we're, we're going to take camp. We're going to take some meals. We're going to give it two days. So in case we shoot something, we can come back. We were prepared to do that. Uh, but it was so nice to come back to, to the truck. And we had extra food there. And we had sandwich stuff in the cooler so we didn't have to get in and, and eat uh, freeze-dried meals the entire time. So it was super, super nice. And then you come back and you... You kind of, you know, put the sweats on and, and get out the camping chairs and have a beer, do some glassing, and, and just uh, yep. and just relax. It's nice having those those creature comforts, man. It is it is really nice. Uh, and I love the whole, like, living out of the backpack, freeze-dried meals, bars, you know, trail mix and jerky and cheese and all that's nice. But, man, it is it is really nice to be able to come back, sleep in a, on a cot <laughs> in yeah. a tent. With a hot meal and a cold beer is just nothing better than than that when on a hunt, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to compare hunts when people ask me like you know what my yeah. favorite hunt is. And like, well, I've only really I've I've packed for someone on a on a mountain goat hunt, uh, and then it's just been bear, uh, deer, and caribou here, and then elk down yep. south, and mule deer and antelope down south, and they're all just so different. Antelope is so frustrating because you're on this just unbelievably, unforgivably flat terrain. Elk is elk, and everything that people say about how amazing it is and the feeling you get when you hear an elk bugle, that is 100% on. Like, it is unlike anything. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, you're you're alpine deer. It's just, you know, you're here in your your home, in your backyard, and this is what you've you've been gearing toward. It's... And then, yep. you know, spring season when the, when the black bears are starting to come out and it's the first hunt. So it's, that one has so much weight because, you know, if you get one or not, who really cares? You pass up on some decent bears, but it's, it's the beginning of camping season. You made it through another winter, you know, it's now it's oh, time yeah. to, to get after oh, it. So it's, <clears throat> it's like saying, what's the favorite fish to catch? Yeah. Halibut from way deep is, is fun and it's big and you get a whole lot of meat, but it's, there's nothing like watching a trout come to take your dry fly you know it's right there yep there's no sense in really ranking them because they're all just amazing in their own way yeah you're absolutely right you, you were as you were saying that i was thinking about too i'm like man what is my favorite and I, i'm like i i guess i could say moose just because of that the, the the all the nuances i explained before you know with all the the, the beer and the in the, the camaraderie and all the the stuff but uh they are all their own individual cool things. Like, because I've gotten into spring bear hunting these last like six years, really, really hot and heavy, and I love that, man. That is fun. That is fun. There's nothing cooler than going walk, looking for bears. And yeah. you're right, man. It's you're breaking out of the out of the uh, the 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 den, so to speak, right? And you're 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 getting out of hibernation, and you're out getting fresh air and hiking around, and 
usually in spring there's no bugs yet yes. so you, yeah you're hunting around and you're not getting eaten by mosquitoes and yeah it just you're right they have their own cool unique uh, you know level of experience uh, of, of an experience and uh it's hard to compare them they're all they're all fun man i just love it all yeah so you got uh moose and then uh maybe sheep uh, sh- uh for the wife there but uh um, yeah. what else uh what else are you looking at yeah so i got i got that a fog neck hunt oh the, uh, yeah books. the elk yeah 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 Cow. so we're gonna go uh we're gonna go fly in on the 8th of october and uh get in uh we've got a basically a 10-day hunt scheduled there my cousin and i both drew a, a party uh tags we both have two antler lists uh, so basically two cow yeah elk tags um you know obviously i'd love to have a bull and be able to you know get a big bull and a beautiful set of uh you know uh, roosevelt you know elk antlers but Man, anytime that any anytime I have an excuse to go to Kodiak, um, I've I've been there hunting a couple times now. It's such an awesome place, beautiful, unique, really really neat neat place. And I've never been on a Fognac Island. My buddy Chad's coming along. He's done the hunt three times, so he's very 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 knowledgeable on the area. He has a pretty good idea where the herds might be, and uh, so we've kind of got almost like a guide type presence that'll be with us which is great and he's just a animal physically as far as helping pack and you know elk are pretty damn big animals yeah uh even a, even a cow's you know probably pushing seven eight hundred pounds right so yeah. um but yeah i'm really excited about that my, my cousin and i are really pumped we put our deposit down and booked our flight with island air so that's one that's like we've been you know obviously we're you got to do one thing at a time right we had we went hunting in the spring for bears. Uh, me and Chad got a nice big brown bear, and then, you know, we got the got our sheep hunt in. You know, that's that was fun. And now, you know, moose is coming up, and but well, we're really, really, really uh, licking our chops for that elk hunt, man, because nice. it's just new. It's it's new. You know, it's exciting. Moose hunt. The moose camp's cool. We're going to the same place. We know kind of what to expect. But with the fog neck thing, it's all new, you know, yeah. and that's so exciting when you go somewhere you've never been and see stuff you've never seen. Um, you know, it's it's got its whole dynamic of danger with, you know, weather, uh, you know, small, small aircraft. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously Kodiak brown bears, you know, are going to be lurking around. And so it's it's really, really uh, exciting. And I'm, I'm I'm super pumped for the adventure uh, that is in store for us on that hunt, man. So that's that one we're looking forward to. And then I'll come back and probably get out at least for at least one weekend with my buddy on his kingfisher, and we'll we'll get out and see if we can't find some blacktail too. So nice. we got that on the horizon as well. Weather dependent, of course. It just goes fast, especially now. It's like when you get to, to late August, it's that tipping point. So the whole summer, yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff to do, but there's also a lot of time. But once uh, yeah. August hits and then it becomes September, it's just over that lip. And before you know it, it's time to put in for the stuff that you're not going to draw. Uh, next year, at yep. least for me, but I, yeah, I don't put in for a lot of those easier to kind of to get ones. I'm pretty satisfied with uh, the over the counter possibilities, yeah. but then the, it's the logistical things for some of those up north hunts that uh, yep. need to make happen. So we'll see. Yeah. Yep. But, yep. Well, I got to go pick up wife from the airport. She's getting back from uh, Wrangell, and I think either tonight Sweet. or tomorrow morning we're gonna head up uh, head up a mountain. It's supposed to rain a lot, so maybe we'll hit a, a low. Or a, a high muskeg or something like that. We'll see what the weather permits. 
Cool. Cool, man. Yeah, that's so cool that you get out with your wife and go hunting with her, man. That's amazing. Yeah, my wife is outdoorsy. She loves hiking and getting out and fishing and camping, but, you know, she's not much for the for the hunting uh, aspect. So I, I admire uh, folks and couples that get to go hunt together. So that's that's really cool, man. I'm yeah, she's a, she, guys. she's a good shot. It's pretty fun. She's got a really nice yeah. uh, uh, nice Weatherby, and, uh, yeah, she, she yeah. puts the bullets where they need to go. That's cool, man. That's awesome. And you guys get to share those experiences together, man. So yeah. this, uh, I, I, I figure a hunting trip could easily make or break a, uh, a marriage. <laughs> you know what? She, she stayed with me through the tantrums. So, uh, yep, yep. but those, uh, yeah, those are things of the past. So yeah, but yep, hey, yep. man, always great talking to you. Really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check out, uh, Brandon, Jack and Daniel on the Alaska wild project. And, uh, I think that'll do it. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate your time, man. I look forward to uh, talking to you again. We'll maybe uh, get together here, tail end or end of the hunting season, share some more stories. Sounds good, man. Take care, Jeff. Cool. Have fun out there. All right. See you, buddy. All right, bro. Take care. Bye-bye.